Hi, and welcome to Population Health Plugin, a show highlighting current public health topics in our community and things of interest to students across the university. My name is Mina Nabavi, and I'm a program manager in the Office of Public Health Practice at the UAB School of Public Health. Today we are with Caitlin Wessel, the Gulf of Mexico Regional Coordinator for the NOAA Marine Debris Program, which is based at the Disaster Response Center in Mobile, Alabama. Caitlin is finishing up her PhD in Marine Sciences from the University of South Alabama and the Dauphin Island Sea Lab, where she is researching the abundance, distribution, and impacts of marine debris in the northern Gulf of Mexico. So thank you so much for being here today and taking time out of your schedule to talk about marine debris and microplastics in our water. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So it seems like once a week now there are news stories about plastics and microplastics polluting our oceans and seas and new laws about different states banning certain plastic items in order to decrease human consumption of plastics. So to start out with, what exactly are microplastics? Microplastics are generally defined as tiny plastic particles, so they can come from any type of plastic out there. Um, and they're smaller than five millimeters in size. So that's about the size of the eraser on the end of your pencil. Um, microplastics are generally described as two different types, either primary microplastics, which are plastics that are produced to be that size, whether it's from your cosmetics or personal care products, um, and then also secondary microplastics, which result from the breakdown um, and degradation of larger plastic items like a plastic bag or your plastic water bottle. Okay, interesting. So where do microplastics in the ocean come from and how do they end up in our ocean? So microplastics come from pretty much everywhere. Um, they can be found in your food that you eat, in our streams, in our creeks, and our lakes, um, and eventually all of those things drain into our ocean, which is why we see such high concentrations of them in the Gulf of Mexico and in the world's oceans. Right. Um, they can come from many different areas, whether it's single-use plastics or the synthetic fibers that are used to manufacture our clothing, um, to the plastics in our cars and our toys and items that we use every day. So once they end up in our waterways, be that rivers or oceans, how do they affect the environment, animal life, my life, human life? We're still not really sure. Uh, it's a very new topic of study. It's just really taken off in the last five years or so. And so scientists are still really working not only to figure out where microplastics are and how many there are in the environment, um, but they're just kind of starting to get an idea of how those microplastics are affecting the ecosystem and all of the different organisms that live there and ultimately how they could end up affecting human health. Um, so we know that microplastics can be found in many of the food items that we eat and in the water that we drink, um, but we haven't really figured out whether those microplastics are having a health impact on humans. So just because I don't live on the Gulf Coast doesn't mean that I'm not affected by microplastics, Correct. right? It, you can live anywhere. It doesn't matter if you live inland or at the ocean. If you drink bottled water or eat seafood, uh, you're probably consuming microplastics. Is there any way to remove microplastics from water? 
Uh, so there are a couple of ideas out there. Most of them involve using different types of filters to try and filter the microplastics out of the water. Uh, they're working hard to figure out ways to more efficiently clean our and treat our wastewater to remove the microplastics from it. Um, but a lot of this stuff is very challenging because microplastics are so variable in size and density and shape. Um, it's really difficult to find one catch-all solution that will remove microplastics from the water. Plus, there's so much water out there right, uh, that right. to be able to filter all of that water through some sort of system to remove the microplastics from it is a huge task. So in the news, we hear a lot about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And I think, you know, we've seen the pictures and, and that's what's mostly talked about on the news. So what is the situation in the Gulf of Mexico? Is it anything close to that? So the good news is that we don't have any gyres in the Gulf of Mexico. So as I'm sure you guys all know, uh, the Gulf of Mexico is fed by the loop current. It comes in from South America loops around the Gulf and then exits into the Gulf Stream on the far side of Florida. Um, it's very dependent on temperature and wind, um, which affects where that current and that loop is. And so sometimes it forms eddies or gyres, but they're short-lived. They don't last a very long time okay. in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. So there's no one specific area like in the Pacific where plastics are found in extraordinary concentrations. Right. So what can consumers do to really stop the proliferation of microplastics? So the biggest thing that you can do is decrease your dependence on plastics. And so the solution is not going to be how do we get them out of the environment once they're in there. It's going to be how do we prevent them from getting into the environment in the first place. So if you can decrease your use of single-use plastics, make sure that you're recycling products that can be recycled, you're responsibly disposing of ones that can't be recycled. Um, maybe you cut down on the amount of synthetic fabric that you buy and wear. And if you are still purchasing those things, which is fine, uh, just make sure that you're doing your best to minimize the amount of times that you wash it. And when you do wash it, use some sort of contraption that helps to collect those fibers before they end up in the wastewater. So is there anything that you found in your research that you think would be interesting to our listeners that you haven't already, haven't already shared? Uh, so I think the most interesting thing about microplastics is just that they're everywhere. Um, anywhere that anybody's bothered to look for them, we find microplastics. Uh, obviously, they're in different concentrations depending on where you are and what you're looking at. but they've found microplastics on the top of Mount Everest, um, the bottom of the Marianas Trench, wow. and in ice caps in Antarctica. So microplastics are prevalent throughout uh, the United States and the world. Um, and until we figure out a way to prevent them from getting in there, the problem is just going to get bigger. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was great learning more about your work along the Gulf Coast and how we can work to reduce the amount of plastics and microplastics that end up in our waters and in our environment. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. Please tune in next time for another episode of Population Health Plug-In.